if you don't care 100% about yourself and what your desires are, you're not going to be able to fully communicate them. So if you have this vision that you're suppressing, somebody on the outside is never going to be able to see it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I am so excited, especially today, to be talking to um, somebody, a, a new friend whom I just have recently met. And I met uh, Joe through Chew, my other Chewy, Chewy number two, I call him, Chase Tuning. Um, <laughs> And I'm so excited that we our paths crossed. Once yeah. uh, once our paths crossed, I, as I normally do when a new person comes into my life, I do some homework, you know. And I was just so stricken by all the work that you've done, and your story and your journey really felt resonant with my own. And I felt instantly connected to your drive and your desire to continue to, uh, you know, remove obstacles on your path. And just, I was left so inspired by the work that you're doing, which obviously you're going to talk about, but I'm really glad that our paths crossed and I'm, I'm so honored to have you on the show. So thank you for being Thank you. Thank you. And likewise, it's, it's, uh, this human experience is a journey and we all see pieces of ourselves and other people. And I have to say the same when, when people cross your path that you can connect with at that, that spiritual, energetic, and just wholesome level. It, you got to run towards that, right? So yeah. thank you for having me on here. Of course. I love that you said run towards it because a lot of the times I think people shy away from that. I think even now in the world that we live in with so much content out there about connecting and creating community and all these things, innately, it still feels like people are so guarded and people are still sort of shying away from a genuine connection with another person. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the times you have to get really vulnerable to create that true connection. And when we're in that vulnerable self, it's uncomfortable. We don't know. It's, we're not, sometimes we're not safe. Sometimes we're put, pulling down walls and masks that we've built our entire lives. And when we live like that for so long, Sometimes it's scary to be fully radically vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, uh, you're not like a lot of people. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you're not like the general population. So I, I'd really love for you to tell us how you got started and what led you to this industry and doing the work that you're doing now. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's been a ride, that's for sure. College, I studied aerospace engineering and I'd always been like a space geek nerd. 
and uh, went into aerospace engineering for schooling and had this dream of, you know, since being a really young kid, being an astronaut. My dad was an airline pilot. I was super interested in how the planes flew. I loved putting together Legos. It was just like this. It was me from a very young age and I was terrible at reading and writing. So it, it made sense. And there was also this little idea of, okay, you go get the engineering degree and you get the job and you make the money and you're comfortable and you build this type of kind of a facade and, and a meaning through uh, having what people would call as some allure to that job as an aerospace engineer. And so uh, got, got to college and you know was pursuing that, but also came from white suburbia sheltered life into a city in Boulder, Colorado, which the school is an amazing school, but it's also known heavily for partying and woke up to the fact that I didn't know who I was and started surrounding myself with people that I would have never connected with before. And I started molding. I started becoming a chameleon and drinking and drugs became a huge part of my life. And uh, while pursuing a a job and a career path that was going to require a lot of work and, and stressful work while in college, I was still on the other end, you know, partying and, and losing myself, getting to the point where I really didn't know myself. My anxiety was really bad through college. I used drugs and alcohol to escape that and, you know, made a lot of decisions that weren't self-led and towards so my first senior year of college, because I ended up taking five years to graduate, I got really, really depressed after you know a span of a couple of weeks of intense partying and tried to commit suicide. And when that happened, I woke up to how inauthentically I was living. I had this this desire and this idea of who I was as a human being, as a loving, caring human being, as somebody that works really, really hard to build this career path for myself. And also somebody who really, you know, growing up played a lot of sports and loved health and fitness and working out and was completely like losing that part of myself. And I was becoming this other person, which was a product of a lot of the people that I was just surrounding myself with. So I was building this massive chasm, this gap of who I who I wanted to be, who I thought I was, and who I was day to day and how I was making decisions. And that led to a massive rupture and a uh, a massive bout of depression that led me to leave my college, my college town and, and finish my then second year of senior year in college. Uh, driving an hour to school, I had gotten an internship uh, with a with a big aerospace firm uh, my third year of college, and was holding on to that. Was really scared of losing that because of the stupid decisions I was making in my life. So wow. that second senior year or fifth year of college, I was working thirty hours a week in this in this job in this aerospace job. I was also finishing four classes up in Boulder, Colorado. And I was driving about three hours in a loop every single day to do all of that around, around Denver and Boulder. And was was still pretty, pretty depressed for a long span of time, but then found, found this health and fitness community through Instagram one day and 
said, you know, I think that that's something that I could actually start pouring my energy into while I'm now really lonely and I've cut a bunch of people out of my life. And I've recognized that I just need to make a complete change in my life. And once I found this health and fitness world on Instagram, just just dove in and then spent a couple of years competing and building a network of friends across the nation through social media and ended up getting the engineering job and started really working myself up in the engineering world, but also found myself really unfulfilled, unfulfilled sitting in that cubicle. And uh, so I had this like outside health and fitness world that I was building. And then I had this engineering world that I, I thought was what I was supposed to be. And I was recognizing that I still wasn't happy. I still wasn't filling myself up. And that was a, a catalyst for a lot of decisions uh, over the last three, four years that have now brought me to where I am today. But it was a, a very dark place in college that led me to cutting a lot of people and a lot of yeah. aspects of my life Can out. Can I ask you about that? I think that, you know, and I don't want to like, I just, I want to hear all of it. And I just have so yeah. many questions as you're talking because. I feel like that's such a huge thing to address, especially for younger kids that age now, mm-hmm. that the importance of surrounding yourself with people that are going to lift you up and that are going to make you feel good and not feel good temporarily, like just when we're partying and having a good time, but feel good and want your your want you to be your highest self and want you to be at your healthiest, you know? Mm-hmm. So was that, di- because it's so isolating to cut yourself off when that's like your crew, mm-hmm. right? So how, how did you do that? You know, I've actually done that multiple times in my life and I'm kind of going through it like right now again. It's hard and it's, it's taken me breaking and really just like sitting back and looking at myself and how I show up every day and understanding if I am showing up in that in that authentic self and pursuing desires that I really want to. And you know, it the first so leaving college, I, you know, it started with, well, I just wasn't answering text messages and I just wasn't answering phone calls. And I had excuses of when I did talk talk to people of why I wasn't going to be there. And you know, those excuses don't feel really good either. So I started just asking myself, like, what do I really want? And what do I need to have in my life that like, that pushes me towards that? And I need to have people that challenge, that challenge me and that ask difficult questions and actually really, truly deep down care about more than, you know, what, what we're doing on the external and really care about my innards. And that wasn't happening in college. And those were not, they were not bad people, but I think we were all lost. And when you get a conglomerate of a bunch of lost people together, it was extremely dangerous. And, you know, it's been years since then. And I have talked to people that were in my life at that time. And not a single one of them was frustrated with me. They were worried about me. They were curious where I went. They missed me. They also knew that I needed to do it. But when, you, when you're first making those decisions, it's really scary. It's nerve wracking. Like, uh, am I not enough for these people? Are they not going to love me? 
Did they think that, am I not worthy of having these relationships and other people in my life? But the real question was like, are these, are these my authentic people mm-hmm. and do they, and then are they still going to love me if, if I don't show up? And those people that still did that I cut out of my life, you know, I still talk to them, but it was a huge evaluation of what was filling me up and what was holding me back. And I realized at the time there was a lot that was holding me back and mm-hmm. it was really lonely. It was really frustrating for a long time. Uh, but once I started to make those decisions, the acceleration into who I wanted to be was like none I've ever seen before. Wow. Yeah, that that's so inspiring because it's it's a pretty courageous act to do that. Because in a sense, you're spurning yourself from your tribe, which is one of the biggest fears that we have is to be isolated or to be exiled from our group. And when you do it yourself, I mean, it's such a huge act of courage to cut yourself off in a sense, because you, because it's, it's that feeling right after you go through a really bad, bad breakup where you're like, I'll never find somebody that's going to love me like this, or I'm never going to find people that care about me, or I'm never going to... And it's such a daunting place to be, albeit necessary for your growth. It's like, you know, we don't grow within the perimeter. We have to be able to push through the perimeter to grow and to become who we're designed to be if we yeah. don't have these experiences, right? So I, I think it's, it's very courageous. And I thank you for speaking to that because I always feel like when I hear, especially when I have guests on the show and we're talking about their story, I feel like the people that have gone through this type of process, we kind of just skate over it. And then we start talking about like, oh, now this is what you've created and this is so amazing. And, but I'm like, yeah, but I want to know how you got through that and and how difficult it was because it is. And I feel like the, especially people listening can absolutely relate to that, you know? Mm-hmm. So you went through that yeah. and, and then what? Yeah. And then I was just, you know, I was, I was doing the, doing the bodybuilding thing and living the corporate engineering life for quite some time. And I actually, as I was in corporate America, started listening to Joe Rogan, started listening to a lot of podcasts and started to realize that engineering and that cubicle life wasn't filling me up. I also started to realize that I didn't fit in, which felt really, really weird, but I'd always knew that I didn't. I wasn't a stereotypical engineer. I didn't like I didn't have people that I hung out with outside of work that I actually worked with. It was like, well, this is really isolating you know, I have a good job, great benefits, good pay, whatever. But I don't feel... It just something feels really off. And as I started listening to Joe Rogan more and just listening to him ask questions and and talking about the society we live in and how people are just living in, in desperation and wanting something else, but actually not making the steps to make the change to do something else. I, uh, I started coaching people online while I was uh, in the fitness community and competing and was like the one foot in one foot out person. I was like, I have to have this like comfortable, comfortable corporate job so I can pay my bills. Then I'm also going to try and pursue this entrepreneurial thing through the fitness community and try as I might for a couple of years. I made it nowhere with that because I wasn't all in 
And I had always been somebody that was really, I was risk adverse because that's how I grew up. That's how aerospace engineering also works is minimize all your risk. But I was also, I wanted that security. And so I didn't want to let go of that paycheck because I didn't know how I was going to wake up the next day. I had this crazy idea in my mind of if I leave this, I was grown up and conditioned to think that way, then like, how are you going to how are you going to do anything else? And so I was, I was stuck. And, and the one foot in, one foot out thing really was going nowhere. I started, to, I started to podcast myself with a bunch of other competitors and just kind of ask them about their stories and their backgrounds. And then I started talking to people more and more about real things. Like, hey, like, what do you actually do? How do you actually feel? Like, is competing actually healthy for you? Uh, hey, have you ever used cannabis? Oh, I have, and I have, and I have. And it was just like this waterfall thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of things that people aren't talking about. I listen to Joe Rogan and he'll talk about everything. everything yeah. How many people, how many people in my life and even myself, what am I not talking about that I use and I, I believe in? And uh, as that started to happen, I, I renamed my podcast to Higher Health, which was really defining what like the true meaning of health is or redefining it. And uh, the facade of social media was something that was making me really frustrated. Although there are a lot of authentic people out there and I know that I've found them over the years, but I was like, just, I was just starting to question a lot of things. And I realized that there were a lot of things that people didn't talk about. And I also had a massive interest in the cannabis industry, being here in Colorado and then moving to California and now back to Colorado, I had always been something around uh, and I had used it, but nobody had ever talked about it because it was like this, this stigmatized thing. And when more and more people in the health and fitness community started talking about it, I was like, I think, I think somebody needs to do something about this. And uh, as my entrepreneurial bug was still kicking, I had then taken another job out in California and was even more pissed about making that decision. I had gone to like more part-time at my original job and then moved to California. And I was like, oh, I need to get paid more. So Mm -hmm. I went backwards and I took the full-time job and was starting to give away the entrepreneurial dream, but then was just getting really, really frustrated at that new job and was getting belittled. My boss wasn't inviting me to meetings. I was, I was just feeling, I was feeling down. I was feeling depressed again. I was feeling depressed like I had five, six years ago. And I was like, what, like what's going on? And I realized that I wasn't listening to myself yet again. And that was when I knew I had to make a change. And that was when I dedicated my life to what is now uh, my business. And the last two years have been a roller coaster of a time. But uh, two years ago, September, I quit my job at the worst time. Uh, if you listen to what I was saying, I basically was like waiting for the most comfortable time to make this happen. That's why I had the one foot in, one foot out thing uh-huh. going on, but ended up quitting my job at the worst possible time. Uh, had a little bit of an idea of what I wanted to do had a product that was worth about $1.30 in my hand and an idea and a feeling of becoming more and more depressed and was seeing a therapist at the time. 
and went through an amazing session with him one day. And that same night, put my, in my letter of resignation and, and jumped off the cliff and have built some wings on the way down over the last couple of years. I, I love, I love that. I love that you built some wings on your way down. That's like, that's so, that's so good. And I, I love the fact that you, over the years, it was almost like you were getting primed to make this big decision because you kept having to be, you, you kept getting faced with this, this, this wall of unhappiness and, you know, all these different obstacles along the way. I love what you said about having one foot in and one foot out, because I feel like so much of that we can all relate to. And I always say scattered attention gets scattered results. So, right. One of the things, and I, and I want you to speak to this before we, we move on. And, and I want to talk about your incredible company, but there's this thing where, you know, we, well, it's, it's twofold. We don't like to do things that are going to push us out of our comfort zone, right? Anything that's not secure or something that's, that's questionable. We don't, we don't, we're not inclined to take that chance because our brain, our mind is wired for survival, right? So if your mind doesn't see that you can actually do something, then it's, it's not going to happen. The other thing is this, so, so that's one, right? It's like, you can't see it. So it it feels scary. So you don't want to jump. And then the other thing that I find with people, you know, students of mine or, or coaching clients that I work with or myself as well, that when you, you put something out there or you have an idea that you feel like isn't getting received the way that you think it should be getting received and you blame it on other people not caring when in reality it's, no, you don't care, Right. Because if you care about something, if you put your attention and your energy into something, people are going to care about it. They can't not. It's right. It's the it's the the law of of I don't want to say it's the law of attraction, but it's almost like it's infused with your your vitality. How could it not get the attention that it deserves? So, hey guys, Tori here. Sorry to cut in, but uh, Rosie's just had a major accident. <laughs> So a snack accident is something that happens quite often in our household. And I will tell you about my new favorite obsession, my new favorite snack accident, skinny dipped almonds. When I was little, I used to love eating an entire bag of chocolate covered peanuts. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to your imagination to what those very specific chocolate covered peanuts are. Were. As I got older and got more health conscious, I found that almonds were just a much better option. And when I found skinny dipped almonds at the grocery store, I became quickly obsessed with them. And unlike the other brand of snacks, skinny dipped almonds are actually made with real ingredients. There's nothing artificial about them, no artificial flavors or colors, no sugar additives. And it's powered by plant protein, which I love. And they are naturally gluten-free, which is amazing for somebody like me that has celiacs. So 
If you are curious about trying my new favorite obsession, visit skinnydipped.com and use my code RADLOVE15, that's R-A-D-L-O-V-E 15, to get 15% off your entire order. Try the dark chocolate peanut butter, which uh, is really good. I laugh because I can eat an entire bag in one sitting and not feel bad about it at all, which I've done on several occasions. I'm really excited about their new dark chocolate peppermint because the holidays are coming up and it's always so nice and cozy to try a snack that doesn't make you feel guilty or bad or like you have just had too much. So check them out at skinnydipped.com and don't forget to use the promo code RADLOVE15. And now back to our show. I think that I'd really love for you to speak to either of those topics, if you would, just in in your building to getting to a place where you finally made the, the jump. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because before I went into the therapy session with the guy that I honestly just saw once oh. in California. Oh, this wasn't like an ongoing thing that you were in therapy? No. Well, I've, <laughs> I've been in therapy all my entire life. <laughs> okay. you know, but this specific time. Right, right. Got it. Got it. Um, I've, yeah, I've struggled with anxiety a lot in my okay. life. Depression. Ditto. And um, it, it, it runs in my family. But so, yeah, I was, I was trying to convey this idea of what is now cured. And I would share it with people here and there. And I asked, you know, I would tell, tell people, it, and I quit my job ever before selling one product to reiterate it. But I, you know, I had people that have watched me over the years that I, I think that you're right in saying that we, if you don't care 100% about yourself and what your desires are, you're not going to be able to fully communicate them. So if you have this vision that you're suppressing, somebody on the outside is never going to be able to see it because you have it in there, but you're not allowing yourself to own it. And so your communications around this idea, this thought, this desire are not coming out clearly. And that has happened so many times and was happening when I was wanting to quit my job. And I was telling, I was telling my dad, I was like, Hey, like I have this idea, but I just need somebody to believe in me. And I remember calling him and I was crying one day because I was so frustrated with my job. And I was so pissed at my boss at the time. And that was when I ended up you know, scheduling the appointment to go see a therapist. And what actually happened in that session was I painted a little bit of an idea of a business. I also painted the history of moving out there and a relationship ending and being very lonely in San Diego and making the decision to go back to a full-time job when I actually really didn't want to. And I was kind of just like blabbing all this stuff and coming out and he just looks at me and he goes, you know, like, I'm going to give you something and you're probably no longer going to be a client of mine. I know you've only been here once, but I hear you and I see you and 
you just need this. And he like turns to his desk and he pulls out a business card, flips it over and he writes something on it and he hands it to me. And I look at it and it just says permission on it. And I go, huh. And I just got the chills right now. But he goes, like, I'm giving this to you, but that's not really how it's supposed to work. You need to give this to you. And I think that that's what happens when there's this this block between what's going on in here and what's going on in the outside world and the people that you're trying to communicate with and, and share a vision with or whatever it may be. You're not giving yourself the permission to fully live in that desire because you have some self-limiting belief or you have something that's holding you back and we're waiting for something on the outside. I was calling my dad saying, hey, I need somebody to believe in me. But I was just really needing to give myself the permission to believe in myself and know that I can figure this out, that whatever decision I make, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm capable and I'm worthy and I can do this. And that has driven so much of my life since that day. And I still have the card sitting on my desk that says permission and I will never get rid of that. But that's what it is. I think we're all waiting for this external permission to do something on the inside and you're never going to get it. You could be spinning your wheels your entire life waiting for it when in fact, it's just in yourself that to, you have to give it to yourself. Yeah. Wow. That made me totally emotional. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I, got, I haven't got chills <laughs> like that before, but yeah, it was, it's like you're banging your head against the wall and you're like, what's the solution? Yeah. But you're not looking in the mirror. Yeah. You're not looking yourself in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of connecting to that, your highest self, connecting to that, your intuition. You know, you were just the entire, the whole entire time. And we could all, everybody, even the people listening or watching this, we can all go back into our lives and remember times in our lives where we heard that calling, we heard that voice, and we just weren't listening. You know, and and I feel like all in divine timing, right? Had it happened too soon, maybe had it happened two years prior or two years later, like it happened when it needed to happen. But I I feel like that that point that you just made about having or giving ourselves the permission is one of the biggest things. It's the biggest thing that keeps us from taking care of ourselves, from being healthy, from you know going to the doctor from, you know, taking that sick day or being able to take that vacation that you need, being able to start that podcast that you want to start or start your business. All of those things are, are uh, so, so important and key to, to permission. Right? Yeah. yeah. So let's transition back to talking about this, uh, this business that you started. So how did that happen? And what is it for the people listening that, uh, that don't know what, what Joe does? Yeah. So, uh, I own and co-founded a company called Cured Nutrition and we are a really a help, a, a full service holistic wellness company rooted in nature. That's our tagline is wellness rooted in nature. And what we're really trying to do is elevate lifestyles through conscious understanding of plants and plant medicine and what they can do for us and specifically around the cannabis plant that has been so stigmatized for so long and how we can actually use that plant 
to enhance our health and well-being. And it doesn't have to be in a way that society has viewed about it for far too long. And when I started using CBD specifically two and a half years ago and noticing it giving me calming effects to be allowed me to show up and to be able to meditate or to be able to fall asleep at night and to be able to recover and to be able to just live life and feel more and more myself. I knew that there was something going on there. I knew that I had to look into it more. And I knew that I had to promote this from a health and wellness perspective that would help shift the stigma around something that is so stigmatized and a lot of people don't understand. So I saw this, this, massive, this massive wall that I had to climb over to talk about something that I firmly believed in. And now today, CBD is everywhere. But two, two and a half years ago, yeah, it people, wasn't. not very many people knew yeah. about it. And I knew that I could make an impact through education and through a, a community of health and fitness professionals that are well-respected to create this company that is, is now uh, cured and a amazing, what we like to call movement through just education and real high quality products that are rooted in nature and really, really work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. and I, and that is really exciting for somebody like me who is obviously in the health and wellness industry uh, and is always looking for, you know, different things to help supplement an already healthy lifestyle. And what I I want to talk about, just like our first conversation and my feeling about CBD, this is the first time I've ever actually talked about CBD on this podcast. And one of the reasons for me is because it was very stigmatized. It's been something that I grew up in a family of alcoholics and drug addicts. I always had an aversion to any kind of drug because when I was, you know, when I was in my rebellious years, you know, from the ages of like 12, 13 to about 16, I smoked pot every day, every day. Like that was just, that was my thing until I started to get really bad anxiety. And uh, then I got put on medication because I was, you know, having anxiety. And that kind of uh, was one of the pivotal moments that took me away from everything. You know, I started practicing yoga and I started to learn about health and wellness. And I just wanted to, and I also grew up around um, family members that were in, uh, in the AA. So they, they were sober. So they were, I, I leaned into them for this guidance of what light, healthy life was supposed to look like and, you know, what the things that I had to stay away from and so on, you know, but I was the person that like, I, I couldn't function if I wasn't smoking pot, you know, like I just could not function. And so then getting on medication and being on medication for anxiety for a couple of years and wanting to get off of that because that was just making me overweight and really unhappy. So by the time I was in my, you know, late teens, early twenties, I stopped doing everything. Like I didn't do anything. And, and, you know, and so my health and wellness career, you know, began and throughout the last couple of years, just with all the new things that have come out and 
the micro dosing and, you know, just like all the stuff that's out there that people are finding now that are helping with depression and all these other things. I personally can't speak to them because in my life, I've, I've really adapted this way of using earth medicine, uh, not ayahuasca. So I'm not like talking that kind of earth medicine, but I'm talking like using Ayurveda and using Chinese medicine and doing natural herbs and things that come from the earth to heal any, any ailments that I've had or to aid in my mood and, and these kinds of things. And so over the last couple of years, I've been, everybody knows that I travel a lot with what I do. I'm always on the go. I'm, I'm leading retreats. I'm working with people one-on-one and I've my health has been struggling the last couple of years. You know, I've also had uh, some, a, a couple of other, you know, health things go on that I will disclose later, not right now. But it's it's left me in this place where I definitely have needed something, and I was not going to go back. Medication works for some people. Anxiety medication. I'm not against. Western medicine by any means, I think that people need to do what they need to do. And I'm fully supportive of that. You know, I know that I work with some people that use antidepressants and that's, that's their thing. I'm just speaking for my personal life in my experience for me. Um, I would prefer to not use something that wasn't from the earth, right? It's like, if it came from the earth, eat it. You know what I mean? Like that, that's kind of the thing. Well, except if it, whatever, it's like, I'm not even going to go into that. But that's where we came from. Like we are, we are part of this earth. We are our nature. And so if we're, if we're not remembering that, I think we're, I think we're missing out on a lot of things that have amazing healing and health potential. And that's exactly what you're saying is we need both, right? Like we need not. Exactly. And, and I love that you come at it from a place of education and being able to understand what the, what, why, and when, right. The what, why, and when, and that's, that's what I really love about your product and your company. And so I had never tried CBD products until you sent me your stuff. And even then at everybody listening, I kept texting Joe, like, okay, well, when can I use this? And is this okay to use this? And I asked them so many questions and I'm like, well, what about this? And what about that? Because part of me too, I'm like, I don't necessarily want to promote something that I don't believe in or, you know, and, and promote it in the way of like, I'm using something and I love it. And I want to share it with everybody. I want people to be able to have this experience. If you are curious and if you have the same stigma that I did, because I was very, you know, when we first talked, I was very kind of like, meh, you know, I've been approached yeah, by, by several different CBD companies, like, and all this stuff and friends of mine and sending me products. And I'm just like, I always end up giving it away. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to use this, you know? But in the last couple of months, I've been in a position in my life with my health where I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's not like I'm doing drugs you know, and that was my number one thing because I kept feeling the stigma like, oh, am I no longer going to be this person who doesn't drink and doesn't do drugs? Like, am I going to turn into this, you know, like party person? Am I going to be like that guy now? You know, I'm that guy. Yeah. It's probably a a a part of a piece of, well, it's definitely a piece of your experience growing up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's like, okay, am I, am I going to be bad? Like, yeah, exactly. what are people going to think about me? Is yes. this, is this something that I need to be cognizant of having alcoholism in my family or whatever? Right. It may- yeah. Like, yeah. So it's definitely coming. So to, to be fully transparent, it's definitely coming from a place of fear. You know, it comes from a place of fear because I have, I have that like, aversion, you know, I'm scared. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm going to become an alcoholic. I'm scared. I'm going to become a drug addict. I'm, I've seen what that does to people. You know, it's like, it's a big stigma. Right. And so I feel like with something like this, where I feel comfortable and I've, there's a level of trust that I have, and I know the amount of care and energy that you've put into building this brand and this product. I felt safe enough to be like, okay, new friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, like I one well, and first it started with my C B D treats for Rocky. You know, we have a we have a little Frenchie that's in that that that's in um assist we call it assisted living because he can't use his hind legs. And so we have to assist his living. And they've been working really great for him. And so then I Joe gave me a, a prescription of sorts of how to use the product. And, you know, I was kind of afraid at first, like the first day I was like, I don't know if I should do two draw. He said two, like, maybe I need to do one, you know, like I need to really just, you know, titrate this experience. But I, since I've been using it, I really feel the difference just in my level of lowered agitation, you know, Mm -hmm. I never realized that I had, even with all the meditation, I meditate. I mean, you know, this is my life. You know, I, I, this is my life. I'm very aware. I'm very conscious. And, and my, my thing has always been, I really just, I always want to be awake. I want to be awake in every experience. I want to experience everything. You know, that's one of the reasons why I don't drink, you know, because it's just, I, I just want to, I want to be here. I want to be in the experience. I want to feel everything. I want to be able to just be in the present and not miss anything. And I realized that prior to using it, I've had this like low level of vibration of like agitation where I've just always been a little bit irritable. And I don't know if it's because of the lack of rest. And I spoke to you that I've had a, you know, trouble going to sleep and trouble sleeping and getting the full amount of sleep that the quality of sleep hasn't been great. And it's, everything's changed. You know, I remember when you texted me, you were like, Joe, like, what have I did? What have I been doing? What have I been waiting so long? And (laughs) it's funny because that's a lot of the, that's the response that I get from a lot of people that are hesitant. And other people that have tried other companies that I'll be honest, and this is the unfortunate part of the industry is there's a lot of really poor quality out there since CBD is, to be honest, like trendy right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are just out there to make a dollar off of it. And that's, it's really, really frustrating to watch, especially after all the heartache and everything that we've gone through in building this business. And if those people that can actually benefit from it are getting a really poor quality product and then it's not working, well, then this industry looks really, really bad. So that's the response that I get from most people. We've put a lot of time and effort and care into creating the products that we have and they work really, really well. And 
the response that I get from got from you is the response that we get all the time via social media, via my social media, via texts from friends that I've sent stuff to and 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 through our through our support email, just getting the feedback from, wow, I was really hesitant about this. And wow, this really works. And it's allowing me to be able to get back to my life, especially through the the calming aspects of it. Yeah. I use it heavily for my anxiety, which also helps me fall asleep at night because my mind's going a million miles an hour and I can't shut it off. But when I take CBD, in addition to some of our other products that are specifically for sleep, I can get to sleep and stay asleep and fall and, and wake up not groggy, rested. And and I've just used something that comes from the hemp plant that can be grown on scale and actually can do so much for this planet. So it's it's a beautiful plant that we're getting food from, that we're getting fiber from, that you can get biofuel from, that we're now getting cannabinoid extract from. It has all of these amazing properties and purposes and it has been stigmatized and illegal for so long. And it's like, yeah. what are we doing? So yeah. it's like, this, there's just so many misconceptions. There are a lot of people that just like yourself uh, may have some history or some understanding or so, like just drug use or anything that associate uh, CBD and just cannabis and call cannabis a drug. And depending on how you're using it, it can be used in a way, specifically THC, in a way to numb. Yeah. But there are so many medicinal, amazing medicinal and therapeutic benefits mm-hmm. of that plant, specifically around the CBD cannabinoid yeah. that we've just, well, haven't known about or have just turned a blind eye to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's extremely safe. There's no side effects. And if you're getting a really high quality product, it's going to work. And when I got that text message from you, I was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> I was stoked because you were hesitant when we Yeah, I was. Well, and and I was like totally honest, you know. And can you tell can you tell the the viewers, listeners about the difference between a THC product and a non-THC active product? Yeah, yeah. So uh, all of our products are derived from the hemp plant. The hemp plant and the marijuana plant are both of the cannabis family. Hemp has less than 0.3% THC. Marijuana has higher than 0.3% THC. Marijuana and THC are what people associate with the high. And hemp is mostly known for its industrial purposes, but we're extracting CBD oil, cannabinoid extract from the hemp plant. Since it only has 0.3% or less THC in it, it's not enough to actually get you high. So some of our products, we've completely taken the THC out. Other products have very, very low concentrations at the 0.3% or less. Mm -hmm. So if you're dividing that over, you know, 60 servings in a bottle, you're getting minuscule amount every time you take it you're actually getting a little bit of amount that can provide therapeutic benefits, but you're never going to feel the intoxicating effects of THC. So some people like to say one is psychoactive and one isn't. They're saying THC is and CBD isn't. CBD actually has effects and psychoactive effects. It does stuff in your brain, but it's not intoxicating. And that's the difference between the two. And I think a lot of people are... uh, instantly thinking that CBD is marijuana and THC where 
marijuana and THC are regulated completely differently and rightfully so. You have to go to a dispensary into a dispensary to get it. Some states you have to have that medical license, whereas cannabinoid or sorry, cannabidiol, cannabidiol extract, CBD extract is non-intoxicating, has all the same medicinal benefits, but doesn't give you that high. So that's where people get confused. Mm -hmm. A lot of people ask about drug tests and can I pass a drug test? If you're getting a, if you're worried about that, there are a lot of THC free versions of the product out there. And another thing that we say is even though there are the trace amounts of THC in a full spectrum extract, the it's kind of the same analogy of eating poppy seeds and potentially failing a drug test for opiates. So that's kind of the warning or the disclaimer that we give, but it's not intoxicating. It's not going to get you high. And that's the right. big conception around CBD. Yeah. And, I, and again, it's like, I, I love the fact that you were so open and so willing to educate me and answer my questions and everything because I I really do think it's it's something that's been a pretty big game changer for me and I'm I'm really grateful that this has been it's like almost having that first uh first car experience you know everybody drives a beater at first and then you might get a new car later I'm like I went straight into the new car yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's really, that's a really nice way of, of getting into this. I'm glad that I'm glad I waited and I'm glad that it was you and, and this product that was, you know, my experience. Yeah. So I want to be respectful of your time, but I do have a couple more questions. I hope that's yes, okay. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we didn't even this get not to the like, end of this. I know. Are you kidding? No, this is going to happen again. In my mind, I'm already like, oh, we're going to have him back on because I need to ask about this, 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 this. <laughs> what are the, if you had to choose three things that you want people to know about your, I don't even want to say like your company or your ethos or even this product, you know, because you focus a lot on education for the people that already have a stigma, what would be three things that you would want them to know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think one stigma, there, there could be the stigma around thinking that it's marijuana, but there's also this stigma around, oh, CBD, it's just trendy and it's just a buzzword and it doesn't actually work. That can be true depending on who you're buying the product from. We've tested products that say CBD, a thousand milligrams on them, and they have zero CBD in it. So there's a lot of people out there on the market that are making money off of people's ignorance. So looking into companies is extremely important. Cured, one, the first thing that we really pride ourselves on is the farm-to-table business model. So we had our own farm last year in Boulder, Colorado. We planted the plant at clone size down at you know, a couple inches tall, saw it all the way through maturity, brought our hemp flower to the extractor, got the hemp extract back, basically saw the whole life cycle of the plant and were able to bring our customers the most high quality product possible that we know has gone through a process that we 100% stand by and have created a very high purity product. Uh, we now have a partner farm in Pueblo, Colorado that we go to and we walk around and we meet the farmers and we know all that. A lot of companies that slap a label on a, on a bottle and they ship it out the door and that is not cured. And I really, really 
encourage people to look into companies and understand where it's coming from. So Cured, that's one thing that we do massively is we have great oversight on that. The second piece of that is the quality control and the actual testing that goes into it. So you can understand where it comes from, but do you understand what's in it and what's the purity of the product? We've created a quality control section of our website called Cured Quality Control down in the footer at curednutrition.com. And you can click on that. You can see the absence of pesticides in our products. You can see the absence of any residual solvents that would come from the extraction process. We test for heavy metals and microbial. We also do all the purity testing. So that came from myself and my business partner being engineers and understanding the technology that and the and the lab science that needs to go on in the back end to make sure that the purity of the product is what we say it is. So that's the second most important part is understanding the source and then understanding the, all the quality control that goes behind it. And the third thing yeah. that I want people to really know about cured is that that's what matters is understanding those and understanding that we're going to be here to put all that education out there for you. And that we're doing that to empower the consumer, to ask the right questions, to go find a brand that if it's not cured, to understand, to ask those questions. So you're getting what you deserve because as a consumer, we're fed a lot of noise and it's a massive disservice to a lot of people yeah. and a disservice to the cannabis and CBD industry if you're not asking the right questions, you're giving the education out there. So Cured is an education wellness company that thrives on our community of people that listen to this message and spread that message and just start asking questions. And that's asking questions about all things, health, wellness, and everything that we're taking. So that's kind of the ethos that we're building there. And that's what I want more and more people to know about Cured is, hey, if you're not going to buy from us, at least just absorb some of the information and then go ask the right questions and then spread that message and say, Hey, like this is a company that I look to that I think other companies should kind of follow suit in. So just trying to do that and it's working and we're building a great community of people across the world that entrust in us because that's, what's most important for building a viable and sustainable business is that trust. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And for the people that are watching or listening, the product that I've been using is the hemp oil. It's the uh, mint one. It's a THC. It's the 1000. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you the 2000 next time. Oh, this is almost done. So I'm um, going to write a note to that one. Yeah. So I'm like, this is almost out. So can I please get a refill? This is the only reason why I did this interview, you guys, is so I can get uh, a free refill. Okay, so there's, uh, I typically for all of my guests, I, I always ask this final question. But before I do, for the people watch, uh, watching the video or listening to this podcast, where can they go for more information or to reach you or ask questions? Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so my personal page is Joseph Sheehy on Instagram. Last name is spelled S H E E H E Y. Uh, so reach out to me, follow me on there. Feel free to shoot me a direct message or ask me any questions, share a lot of just my personal life on there and, and some cured stuff, but, uh, cured nutrition, is our Instagram handle, www.curednutrition.com is where you can buy any of our products. 
Specifically for the listeners of your podcast, I created a coupon code RADICAL for 15% off. And we're super excited what else that's going to lead to in the future. So you radically loved listeners. This is There's more to come here. But for now, that is there at curednutrition.com. And uh, feel free to reach us out to us via Instagram or our email or anything like that. And uh, we're happy to answer any questions people may have. Cool. And for the people listening as well, we'll have that in the show notes. So if you go to the info button on your uh, on this particular podcast, you can see all the links uh, for to get into touch with uh, Joe and to get the discount code. It'll all be on there. Okay. So I created this podcast to create a space for people to come to, to get inspired or to just feel connected with their community. And the idea is that we are radically loved by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding, the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is two parts. What do you radically love? And the second is, how do you feel radically loved? I instantly went to, I radically love myself and I feel radically loved when my loved one, my partner in life gives me the ability to take care of myself in the way that I need to, because I tend to be a people pleaser and I tend to not take care of myself that much. But when I am allowed to do that, which is me giving myself permission, but also people in my life creating that space. I feel radically loved. And then I remember what it feels like to radically love myself by taking care of myself. Mm. I love that. Joe, thank you so much. This is only the beginning. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for being on. And thank you for all the value that you're providing to the world and to helping people get cured and to just elevating the consciousness all around you and for sharing your story here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to watch this relationship continue to evolve. Yay. Okay, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, listeners. For those of you that are in the LA area, November 1st through the 3rd, or if you're not in the LA area and you want to come out to the LA area, come join us for the Teen Vogue Summit. I'm so excited to be going to this event. I can't wait to hear all the incredible speakers that are going to be there. Issa Rae, Nicole Ritchie, Evan Rachel Wood, Demi Lovato. It's going to be a complete transformative weekend. If you want to come to this event, you can use my code. <laughs> okay, that was that was chowder in the background as I'm trying to record this. Guys, listen, I'm telling you, Teen Vogue Summit is going to be so much fun. Use the code LOVE, L-O-V-E, to get 20% off of your tickets. Go to the Teen Vogue Summit website, or you can go to the info button of this particular podcast and click the link and enter code L-O-V-E to get 20% off of your ticket. I know Tori is keeping Chowder calm right now, (laughs) but I am so excited to see you all there. Let me know if you're coming and we can connect in person. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.